What's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast, episode 144 on eight elite ways to become a great listener. What's up, millionaires, and welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about elite active listening tips and tricks that you can use to just become a better, more engaged listener. And this goes a long way in sales. It goes a long ways in negotiations. It goes a long way in relationships. You name it, you can use it for that reason. But before we get into that, I just got to take a moment to just say thank you all for just being who you are, being the great millionaires and fans and followers of the million dollar mind podcast week in week out you guys have just been showing up showing out for us and i just gotta just show my appreciation every once in a while i was taking a look at some reviews and whether you guys know it or not you know when you engage with us when you hit us up on the facebook group the million dollar mind uh mastermind group when you leave those reviews on Apple or on Spotify, when you, you know, show us those listens, like that data is feedback and all feedback is good. You know, it allows us to figure out what type of content you enjoy, what type of content you don't really enjoy. And I enjoy all data and all that. Uh, so I just want to take the time out to say thanks for you all and continue. If you haven't already, feel free to go down to the bottom, whatever app you're listening to and leave us a nice review an honest review at that. If you're not really enjoying the show, tell us why you're not enjoying the show. If you're loving the show, I would love to hear what about the show you love. But at the end of the day, I would really appreciate those reviews. Let's get it popping. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, the world's most trusted podcast for passion and attraction. You are in the right place if you're here for money making tips and tricks to living a more passionate life. Now, in episode 141 with the investor Tanner, we spoke briefly about creative ways to uh, solve problems, right? Creative problem solving is the term that we called it or the term that you heard him call it. And the reason why I wanted to start with that is because creative problem solving is a, a big part of your abilities to actively listen, your abilities to listen and really seek uh, a problem that needs to be solved and can be solved by you. But how is creative problem solving accomplished, right? How are great negotiations won? How are strong relationships formed? All of these things have one thing in common. It's just your abilities to listen and how well you listen and activate a keen ear for a, a problem that can be solved. Like I said, people don't want to not only be heard, but they want to feel understood. So you can only help people feel like they're understood when you're properly listening, right? People can, you can listen, you can hear people all you want, but are you truly understanding what the person is trying to communicate to you? And if you're not listening, you will easily soon, <laughs> easily and soon communicate to that person that you're not really listening because you're not really showing them any, any signs that you're really listening Right. So we're going to go over a few tips. But before we get into that, a term that comes up often in our show, as I mentioned, even earlier, is active listening. Right. And the reason why I wanted to share this information to you and the reason why I saw, you know, active listening as something that I wanted to, you know, to get better at is because I wanted to become a better partner. Right. Learning how to listen and, and not only just be a listening ear, but try to at least put my best 
effort in the show that I'm trying to understand what it is that my partner is communicating. I also wanted to be a better team leader, right? Active listening is huge when it comes to leadership because your team members are going to tell you like what like what's their 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 learning style? How do they like to be coached? Um, what motivates them? If you're not an active listener, you miss all those signs and you're just a, a manager. You're not a leader. You're just a manager. You're just someone who's just there to fill the role and to just clock and tell people what to do and how to do it. But a leader is someone who listens and and keeps an open mind, who is, you know, encouraging their teams to be involved in decision making processes and all types of things like that continue to motivate them to do more and to reach their potential. So I wanted to be a better team leader, which is another reason why I wanted to seek active listening and, and better in that skill. But also I wanted to be a better salesman, right? I wanted to be a better salesman. And I've learned so, so quickly when my when I first got into sales that sales has evolved. Sales is no longer this sleazy, cheesy practice of just smooth talking your way into a sale um, and just overcoming objections with uh, witty responses. It's way deeper than that. We go from now um, uh, numbers based sales or numbers driven sales to consultative sales and consultative sales is really, in essence, creative problem solving. Listening to what the problems are being communicated to you by your clients and being able to consult them through a solution. Right. And so when I look at all the things that I wanted to become, they all had active listening in common. I had to work on my abilities to actively listen. And whether you are single, whether you're working for yourself or by yourself or you're not even inspired to be in sales, you can still benefit from the abilities to actively listen. Right. It doesn't matter where you are in life. It doesn't matter what your goals are. Not all of us want to be entrepreneurs. Not all of us want to work a nine to five. Regardless, active listening is going to be a skill that can get you where you want and how you want and when you want it. Right. The win is a more a little bit more subjective because I believe that everything is in, you know, timing in timing is divine. So, you know, we can want to be a millionaire tomorrow, but you'll become a millionaire when. The divine wants you to be a millionaire. You just got to stay consistent with the work that it requires to be a millionaire. But back to the point, right? Relationships, 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 whether you are employed, self-employed, whether you are partnered, whether you are non-partnered. At the end of the day, we as people thrive on our abilities to belong to a group relationships. It doesn't have to always be intimate relationships, but just relationships in general, how you are with people, it determines the level of success that you can reach. We all hear of African proverbs like it takes a village and and other things like your network is your net worth, right? These are these are testaments to why relationships are so important. So this is my why. This is the motivation for providing the content that I'm providing with you all today, because I want to give you some game and I want to give you some skills that are going to help you sharpen and create strong mutual relationships in the future. So we have eight listening tips to becoming an elite listener. Number one, listen to understand. A lot of times when we're talking to people and we're listening to people, we're really listening to respond. We're listening for a cue. And once that cue comes up, we have our response in our head and we stop listening 
We just wait to hear talking to stop so we can respond with the response that we had predetermined in our head. That's a poor way to listen, because once you have that response, when you're crafting this response, understand you're not listening. As humans, as much as we like to think we are good multitaskers, we are actually horrible multitaskers. So when you're thinking of a response, you're actually not listening. So listen to understand. Listen to the entirety of what a person is saying. And, you know, just to kind of help out with this, take a take a deep breath, pause and reflect. And that's actually going to be our third step. So I don't want to talk too deep into it, but this does help a lot with the listening to understand. But the first one is the first tip is listen to understand, listen to understand what the person is really trying to communicate to you, because sometimes our words may have another meaning. We may say things one way, but there's a deeper meaning. And so when we listen to respond, we're just going off of the surface level of what a person is saying, but we don't take a moment to understand why they're saying it and what are they trying to get us to feel or understand by saying it. Right. So asking questions like, what does that mean? You know, what do you mean by that? Or are you saying this? These are good, great questions that show that you're listening to understand, not listening to respond. So number two, ask confirmation questions, as I just said. So what you're saying is blah, 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 blah. Or so are you asking me to? Do you think it would be best if I? These are confirmation questions. These are questions that before you actually respond, you're trying to get a better understanding of what was just communicated to you. These confirmation questions make a person actually feel really good. Even if the, even if the question may come across as negative, like, oh, you don't understand. It still makes the person feel good because at least you're trying to understand. Right. The worst thing they're going to say is, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm actually saying this, but they're not going to be frustrated because you asked the question. You asked the question out of concern. You asked the question because you're showing you're listening and you're trying to understand what is being communicated to you. So that's the second tip. The third tip, as I mentioned briefly, is pause and reflect. This works so good um, on sales calls. Um, and when I first got into sales, I actually had to write it in my notebook. Um, and I titled it the three second challenge. So what I had to do on these sales calls is I had to actually start to mute myself while the person is talking because I would have these urges to say, yeah, uh huh. Yeah. But, oh, uh, and I'm trying to like talk over them. So I had to mute myself. So even if I had that urge, they didn't hear it. And then I would wait. Three seconds after I heard the last word that came out of their mouth before I responded. And within that three seconds, I'm reflecting on what it is that I heard. Guys, this is very this is a very strong skill to have. And it is very powerful in your conversations because in silence, silence is actually golden. Right. We've all heard silence is golden. And the reason why silence is golden is because it communicates. It communicates so much. And it opposite of what most people believe. It doesn't communicate that you're not listening. It doesn't communicate absence. It actually communicates presence. Some people over the phone, some people may ask, hey, are you still there? 
that's that's. But if you're right there in in front of them, that silence, that brief three to five second pause. A person is going to see that you're thinking about what, what it is that you just said. It's going to be written all over your body language. It's going to be written on your face that you're thinking about what was just communicated. And again, that makes a person feel good about the conversation. It goes from them feeling like, oh, yes, I'm being heard and I'm being understood because this person is taking time to listen, understand what I just said, and they're reflecting on what I just said. So that's number three. Pause and reflect. I promise in that silence is golden. If you're on the phone talking to somebody, you know, there's nothing wrong with somebody saying, hey, are you still there? I actually I actually would look at that as a good sign. If they ask him, I'm still there. That means that my pause. Was effective because all I'm going to say is, yeah, I'm still here. I'm just thinking about what it is that you just said to me. That's very interesting. And as I reflect just for confirmation, I'm thinking you said this. You go back to the asking the confirmation questions and these things all go hand in hand. All of these really go hand in hand. You may not use all eight of these tips um, at the same time. You may use all eight at the same time. Let's get into number four. Number four is body language. Paying attention to body language because all body language is. Is visual listening is you listening with your eyes because. As humans, again, in psychology, there are different things that we do that makes us more relatable to the person that we're trying to relate to. Hence, I learned this skill when I was on the telecommunication side of sales and doing face-to-face sales, right? So I'm doing direct marketing um, and I'm learning that when I see people doing things like leaning on their carts or they have their arms folded or they're tapping their finger on things, when I started to do those things as well, they actually were more open and in wall, certain walls started to be break, broken down. And we started to easily be able to build more rapport with one another. The reason why and what we call this is mirror matching. You're matching the body language of the person you're talking to. So when you and you don't want to just make it obvious, like as soon as they cross their arms, you cross your arms. Right. You want to lead, lead, lead into these things. You want to have nice transitions. You don't want to just like, yes, I'm doing exactly what you're doing. You don't want to make it obvious because once you make it obvious, then you defeat the whole purpose of uh, of what this actually does psychologically. All right. It's a psychology. It's a science behind what mirror matching actually does. It just they now see themselves. In you, it's like looking in the mirror, right? Even if they don't even notice that they folded their arms, because in most times these are natural urges, these are natural things that we do without even noticing it. It's just I, I'm not sure what like the brain is just a powerful thing. That's all I can say. The brain is so powerful. So <laughs> somewhere along those lines, you may not know it, but the brain does know it, and it just makes you a lot more. Uh, relatable to the person as you start to mirror match them. But the more obvious you make it, the more it can kind of seem as like shady or they may seem it may come off as weird or it may give people bad vibes. So don't make it obvious. Play it off. Play it cool. Play it smart. Number five, ask open ended emotional questions, not yes or no questions. 
like, are you sure this is what you want? Or like, I'm not, I can't even think of the questions off the top of my head, but one question that I do know is good is a good question to always ask is how did that make you feel? That is an open-ended and it is an emotional question. How did that make you feel? That is a question that communicates concern and it communicates understanding because it's a question that just shows, okay, you're listening to what I just said and what I just communicated to you. And you sense that I may have felt a certain way about that. So let me share with you how I felt about that since you asked, and I'm glad you asked. All right. So these are types of emotional questions that you can ask. How did that make you feel? Um, what, what would you rather have happened, um, next time? What do you want to do moving forward? Is there any way that that can be avoided? I'm glad that that, uh, I'm glad that you made that realization. Um, how could just like a lot of those, how questions, how, what, where, who, what, where, when, why, how, these are all great questions. Just make them emotional. Because the more emotional they are, the more it actually shows understanding um, and it builds that relation. It builds that uh, that character in you guys relationship. We mentioned in a couple. Um, we might have mentioned in a couple episodes, I might have actually mentioned this to a lot of my students, though, but we talk a lot about in sales. A lot of our rapport and our relationships are built through friction. Think about some of the strongest relationships you have with your best friends and with family members, they've most likely been built through some type of friction and disagreements that you've had a long time ago, right? You may have that best friend that in middle school, you guys actually probably never saw eye to eye and it, and, and probably had some type of friction happen amongst you guys at some point to where now you talk about it and you look back at it and it's like, you laugh and it's now the reason why you have such a strong relationship. So in those friction, in that friction, it can only be built with emotional questions, deep emotional questions, because a person is either going to say they feel they're either going to answer the question or they're going to say they don't feel comfortable answering that question. And that's even good because that I, that gives you a, a, an idea of how deep of a bond and how deep of, of rapport you have with this person and you get to know how deeper you need to get. Right. Um, so it can be through another series of questions to where you can peel off another layer of the onion. Number five or six, I believe this is Yep, number six, avoid statements like I know that and I've been there. I'm going to put it to y'all straight. People don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. And these statements like I know that and I've been there is kind of like negating everything they went through just so you have a window to talk about what you went through. And people don't care about what you're going through. If you ask the question, if you're talking to them and you're giving them the platform to share, you got to listen. And you got to listen to understand and you have to give them the platform to fully talk about it without you looking for an opportunity to talk about yourself. Trust me, that opportunity in that window will open. It just takes patience. 
You have to just patiently and really put a focus on truly wanting to listen and care and seek to understand what it is this person is going through and how much they want to communicate to you. And then when they're done talking about themselves, they'll ask about you. They'll ask about, okay, yeah, enough about me. How was your day? Right? When people have had enough, they'll, they'll say they've had enough. So you don't have to look for reasons to input your experiences and your knowledge into the conversation. If you've opened up the floor for them to have the platform to share. You've opened up the floor, truly give them the platform to share without the I know that's and I've been theirs. Nobody likes talking to a person that is just looking for. Oh, yeah. And I know this person that done that went through that or I once did this and I once did this and that happened to me before. I know exactly how you feel. That's annoying. And you know it because you've probably had people do that to you while you're trying to vent and, you know, share how you're feeling. And and every time you share how you're feeling, the person kind of cuts you off to talk about how that relates to something that they've went through. It's kind of annoying. Number uh, number nine or I'm going way, way past. We only got eight. Number seven, don't step on conversations. This is very obvious. Don't cut people off for very obvious reasons. No one likes to be cut off. You don't like to be cut off, whether you're in the whether you're in the car or you're in a conversation with somebody. Don't cut other people off. And if people do cut you off, practice speaking over them. I learned this very, very quickly in sales um, and over the phone. When people are like cutting you off and you haven't finished your sentence, finish your sentence and speak with conviction. Don't stop just because they talking, you keep talking. And then, then you ask at the end, did you get all that? So they can feel dumb for cutting you off or trying to cut you off and you not stopping. Cause now they're going to know they weren't listening. Oh wow. No, I didn't get all that. I wasn't listening or I tapped out because I was too busy trying to respond because you get right. It's like they, they're doing all the things that we're trying to correct. So when people cut you off, Practice speaking over them and with conviction. Don't stop your thought. Don't stop your sentence because someone cut you off. But on and on the same side, don't cut other people off and don't step on conversations. Number eight, the last one, avoid yeah, buts. Instead, let's use yes and, right? So someone may say something and automatically you're thinking about that doesn't make sense, right? And When you communicate it as, yeah, but what you're communicating to the person is, yeah, F what you're talking about. This is this doesn't make sense to me. So I'm going to say my piece. But da 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 da. But easily you can still say the same thing. Really, all you got to do is change the two words. Let's say you saying, yeah, but I feel like that person's response was warranted. Right. Instead of saying, yeah, but that person's response was warranted, you can say, yes, you have every right to feel that way. And I do feel like that person's response may have been warranted due to X, Y, Z. It just comes across way different, right? Just the just the replacement of one word, really, the but you replace but with and and you now be able to communicate that point, that same point. But it just hits emotionally different. But comes from a place of opposition and comes from a place of agreeance. 
And even if people are wrong, when they're venting, when they're sharing with you, they don't want to be told that they're wrong. They want to be heard. They want to be understood. So you have to agree with me. And the way that you can agree without changing your stance and without saying or without lying about what you actually agree with, just change the but to an and. Trust me, it works. So if you aren't right, because the whole point of this and the whole reason why these these points are important is because if you are in a public figure, if you're not a celebrity, like I said, no one cares how much, you know, until they know how much you care. You have to show that you care first before people start to care about how much, you know, and how great of a person you are. They want to know that you care about them. We're selfish. People are selfish. Humans are selfish. They want to know how much you can help them, how much you care about them, how much you can position them and all the all the above. Right. But what I did learn is with patience, again, you asking these questions, you practicing those eight tips and being an elite listener, 90 percent of all people tell you exactly how to help, exactly how to serve them, exactly how to build a strong relationship with them if there's a space for a relationship there. Because you may identify quickly that, you know, we have no business even having a relationship, whether on a business tip, whether on a uh, intimate tip, regardless, whatever, you'll find out that 90% of people tell you exactly how to serve them or how you can't serve them, for lack of better words. So you'll know when the conversation is shifting in a direction for you to talk more. Again, this is patience. You are asking questions not to talk, not to respond. You're asking questions to learn. And I think that's what we forget sometimes. Sometimes we, we, we think that we have to talk and we think we have to respond. But when you respond without knowing all the details, you actually don't sound too intelligent. Or you may sound like you don't know what you're talking about and you may actually make some premeditated uh, assumptions because you never got all the information. So you'll know when the conversation is shifting where it's your turn to talk more. But initially, our minds should be shifted towards listening more and talking less, because when talking, we are asking questions. Right. And most people, well. Let me say when talking. You're not listening. When listening, you're asking questions. So the only time that you really should be talking is when you're asking questions, like I said before. And most people aren't asking uh, for advice when they're coming to you and they are talking about their problems. It sounds crazy. Like, why talk to me about your problems if you're not asking for advice? But I have learned that most people are not asking for advice. They just want to be heard. And understood. Right. They just want to be heard and understood. So for today's pro tip. One more thing that was not in the eight tips. But let's consider this a bonus. Avoid you statements. Because we again going back to not coming across as the opposition. Not coming across as disagreeable. But coming across as agreeable. And understanding you want to avoid you statement. You want to avoid saying things like you did this and you that did that. Instead, use I feel I statements. I feel like this. I feel like that. 
because you just it it just sounds negative, especially if a person is venting to you about something that somebody may did or something about like how they reacted to what a person did to them. Of definitely, you definitely want to avoid you statements. You definitely want to avoid those you statements. But as always, guys, I'm super thankful to have you all a part of the show in this age of information. Right. You have more information available from your smartphone, from your computers than what existed literally 50 years ago. The question now, the question in this day and age is what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with the information you just got today? What are you going to do with it now? Are you all looking to connect with like-minded individuals across various industries who also enjoy the show as much as you? I want to encourage you all to join our Facebook mastermind for show updates, polls, Q and A's, personal development resources, and so much more. We all know it takes a village as we clearly stated in this, in this episode, it's about the relationships. So this is your invitation to join our village and build some strong relationships that can ultimately help you attract opportunities to live out your passions. And with that said, just remember to keep focused, build momentum and drive results so you can live. Hey guys. So thanks to you all, the million dollar mind podcast has went global. The number one passion and attraction podcast in the world right now with huge support from the UK, Ireland, France, Belgium, Tanzania, and of course the United States. With this accomplishment, we are getting bigger and better than ever. Now that said, we are soon incorporating video production and YouTube platform to the show so you guys can witness the podcast in full effect. You can now become a supporter of the Million Dollar Mind podcast by visiting the link in the description below. Share your support with me via email and you will receive a free gift. Tis the season to give. Peace.